Less talk. More do. Less talk. Thank you. I'm your host, Lamar Griffin. This is the podcast, Less Talk, More Do. We have reached our goal. We are now on Apple iTunes, new and noteworthy. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you guys for reviewing the show. If you haven't, please go stop by and give us a review. Let's get it. Today on the podcast, we have an author, a trainer, a gym owner, a business owner, a fitness encyclopedia. This guy has worked his butt off from the moment he got here to the United States till today, right now, his gym in Lakewood. You can go there right now and see him probably training and giving out advice and giving knowledge. We jump right into this podcast. The first question I asked Alex was, who are some people that are making a change uh, in this world and in how does he see that change affecting some of the things that we were going to talk about on the show? So we jump right into it. We dive into it. And uh, here's the podcast. Enjoy. The greatest people who have changed history, you know, right now we have Jeff Bezos, um, you know, Tesla and all these masterminds who are constantly changing humanity as we speak. They never seek to be their mentors. They seek to be better than their mentors. Unfortunately, you know, like I said, we live in a constant society that, you know, back in the day, the only person you could maybe compare yourself to was the people at work and maybe your neighbor, right? Right. right. You, were, you didn't have the you didn't have the eyesight to see what's happening in Japan or China or Australia. You know, now we're connected to the point where we can literally see anything and everything about what's going on in the world, but we hide behind a lot of masks. We want to showcase the best things about our life. No one really wants to showcase the struggles, the depressions, the hardships of life. So we tend to only put without the best. So, you know, you know, we see a car on social media, we think, oh my God, you know, he must be banking it, doing whatever he's doing. I need to be doing what he's doing, you know? So now we're immediately comparing our actions, our thoughts, our daily, you know, daily living with what someone else has already accomplished or the illusion of what someone else has accomplished. Uh, the illusion. Again, we, we live in, in such an delusional world where, you know, I know countless, countless, countless people um, that rent the cars, rent the houses, rent the shoes, rent the, I mean, there's places out there. There's even a place right now you can actually photo shoot yourself in a private plane and they'll put the backdrop as if you're in the sky to pretend like you're, you know, some big businessman flying in the sky in a private plane. That is outrageous. And, <laughs> that's how it is you know you can you can rent the lambo and you can rent all these things you know people are actually living off the illusion or the image of success so that other people can buy into it and then actually make these people money that is a very lucrative business you know that's a very easy way to use social media not the best way so it is automatic suicide to try and compare ourselves to someone else and worse even, like I said, even worse if a person's not really successful. Because here's the funny thing about success, and I've had the privilege of hanging out with billionaires to millionaires. And I have a few clients of my own that are millionaires and, and, and have turned into billionaires. Which, you know, some wow. people might think, oh, that's a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, a billion dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> They're not on social media. They're not posting what cars, what shoes, what houses they live in. First of all, it's a security matter. If you make that kind of money, you don't want other people to know you have that kind of that kind of a 
those, those luxury items because you right. put yourself as a target, right? It would be and then the second yeah. thing is, yeah, the second thing is these people, unless, again, you're living off the image of success, they don't have time for social media, man. Um, they're, they're worried about actually making the money and the investments that they're, they're doing. So, yes, there are people who make money off social media. So it's, you know, I want to call it the 1%. But the 1% that I know, you know, I always ask, I always ask people, okay, so how many lawyers out there are making $300,000 or more? There's probably a few hundred thousand lawyers out there. How many people are making, you know, that kind of money off social media? Not that many. Yeah, not there a lot. are people because we know them, you know, we know them because their job is for us to know them. That's why they make their success, right? That's their job right. is for us to know them. The lawyer doesn't care if you know him or not. I mean, he just wants to win his cases and do well. But there aren't as many, right? So that's my point. Now, we think there are as many because, again, it's the illusion of they're trying to make us think that they make that kind of money. Um, so the lawyers, the doctors, or anyone who actually is really successful, they aren't on social media posting those kind of posts about, look at what I'm driving, or look where I live. Um, but the people who want you to think, they are. And they want you to be like them. They want you to buy their clothes. They want you to buy their programs. So when you start comparing yourself to these people, you are immediately asking for trouble because you aren't really reaching the full potential that you could be if you were to become the original person you were meant to be. You're going to try and become a version of yourself that is similar to someone else, and that doesn't usually work for the best. In fact, the most popular social media uh, accounts usually these days have created a niche for themselves to be that popular. They're not trying to copy someone else. Um, they might have mentors that have helped them with strategy behind, you know, when to post, what kind of post, the quality, but they're not trying to become someone else. They're not trying to become something they're not. They're being the true self, their true being, and that's why people like them. But a lot of people are scared of being the, the, the real version of themselves because they're worried about if society is going to accept they not, and that's, you know, one of the huge, one of the biggest things about being successful is you have to put yourself out there. And if people don't like you, great. But guess what? There is going to be a large percent of people who will like you. And for those who do like you, those are the people, you know, you have to worry about. But again, we're more worried about who doesn't like us than the people who do like us. No, you are totally right. Especially in the world now these days. It's, it's so, like you just said, like before we didn't know how people were living. And now we can go to Kevin Hart's Instagram we can go. We can go to. We can go to Donald Trump's Instagram, the president, and see what he's doing more openly than we used to could before, and that's with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, Jennifer Lopez and every celebrity. We can actually take a look into their everyday lives and the five star restaurants they're eating out at, and it's like, I'm I'm not eating five star course meals, and that can make you know me or whoever's looking at it feel depressed. And it's like, I don't have the money to eat five five star meals. I I haven't earned that yet. So why should I compare myself mm -hmm. to them? You know. But that's the thing, though. There's a lot of people who don't even remotely make that kind of money. And I know a lot of these people, unfortunately, that go on Facebook or Instagram, and they're posting how beautiful and glorified life is, posting pictures of going to these restaurants or hotels and, you know, God knows what. And then they're suffering in the inside because, you know, they have a huge credit line. You know, like the credit cards are maxing out. They're worried about how they're going to pay their next bills. They don't know how to make more money. And eventually, these are the people that unfortunately fall for schemes of, you know, how to make quick bucks because, they're so desperate for, you know, that next income so that they can post on social media, what, else, what other glorified things they're doing in life, that, you know, they fall into this loophole of 
you know, I am more worried about how I am presented to others than I am about how I am presented to myself. Right. And how, how life actually is really going for them. Exactly. Wow. 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 All right. Next, next part of the book. I love this part in the book. And I think you really opened up with the people that read the book and, and really was telling them your truth. And I, this part really spoke to me. So I would love for you if you could touch on this part. It says, for years, I've been trying to find the key to success, the key to happiness, the key to the ultimate life. I struggle with it like any other human being. Some days I allow certain things that were said to me to affect me more than usual. And some days it's like nothing happened, but I allow this to happen to me. What does me, what does it mean to allow it? So, you know, happiness is this word we throw, we throw around um, very easily. You know, what makes you happy? Are you happy? Um, happiness is a very complex theme that, you know, we really don't really pursue to talk much about it because the more we think about it, the more sometimes we start realizing, am I really happy? You know, like I have this general, general idea of what, is happiness and what makes me happy, but am I truly happy? Right. So what I mean with that is, you know, on a daily basis, you know, I mean, we have over hundreds and hundreds of emotions every single day. And uh, usually we focus on the main state of mind, happiness, depression, anxiety, anger. Um, and most of the time, unfortunately, we focus on the negative ones because they're easier to think about. On a daily basis, if you can't control your state of mind, then you're a victim to the world. You know, at the end of the day, um, we are creatures of what, how we react to the circumstances of life. So you can either react passively and, you know, say, you know what, this is not worth my time to get angry, angry about. Or, you know, you can be like the more, large majority of, of people out there. And as soon as something happens, you react without thinking and you let that emotional status affect you and your state of mind is affected um, by a large majority of the, of, of the day. It is much easier to get angry and allow that anger to consume you than it is to seek happiness and peacefulness in the mindset and work on that. And, you know, just like any muscle in the body, you have to constantly practice that happiness, that calmness uh, on the day to day. Otherwise, it is much easier to fall into the habit of getting angry at everything that happens around us. You know, the person said, said this or, you know, this person around the red light or, you know, there's a lot of things you can easily get angry about. So day to day, it's, it's more of your mission to make sure that, you know, you're allowing to control your state of mind. And one, one of the ways I do that is with meditation in the morning. Sometimes if I had more of a rough day, I, I meditate at night as well so that I can calm and replace that, that uh, type of energy. Because at the end of the day, you know, energy can get transferred, energy can, you know, change, but you can't destroy it. So if, if I had a very intense day, which I try not to because, again, I, I practice a more mindful state of mind, then I got to, you know, reflect on how the day happened, why I got angry, why did I allow myself to get angry so that next time a situation of the similar kind happens, I have the, the strength to overcome it or allow it to pass. Um, but again, man, you know, unfortunately, today we live in a fast, easy now or never society so you have to stop and think about the way yeah yeah, instant gratification so to stop and think about the way you think is oh no i don't have time for this you know this is some hippie (laughs) nonsense you know weak-minded shit you know like 
I need to be strong and let this go by. But that's the, that's the wrong mentality because the most successful people I have had the great honor to meet um, are the ones that, you know, don't allow third-party circumstances to affect them on a daily basis. Um, whether your job is to be in an office all day, to be outside all day, you just have to be able to wear to control that state of mind. And um, I talk about this all the time when it comes to motivation. People constantly come to me and say, Alex, I'm not motivated. And I, my first reply is, I don't blame you. You're looking for something that you think um, works this way, but in reality, it works a different way. People are constantly looking for motivation. And I'm like, motivation is just like happiness, anger, depression, anxiety. It's a state of mind. And, you know, if you're constantly seeking this motivation in order to change yourself or to change something about yourself, it's not going to come. You know, yeah, you're not going to sit on the couch and immediately. Right, right. Yeah, you're not going to switch a light a light switch in your mindset and say, oh, no, I'm motivated. <laughs> you know, or, and, and, and that's what, you know, I love about New Year's resolution. I always, always ask people, why are you here in January? Why aren't you here in October? You know, and they're like, well, I'm now motivated. And I'm asking themselves, why are you motivated now? Like, right. what, what changed your mindset? Well, you know, it's a new year. I need to change myself. I'm like, well, I hate to say it, but October 21st is also a new day. What makes October 21st different than, you know, than January 1st? So we have this tendency of, putting motivation off to the side, waiting for something new, different, or, or, or a mark in order for us to change it. Dude, motivation, I could be motivated in the next 15 minutes just by watching a YouTube video, reading a book, and changing my state of mind. So that's where that relates to that quote is, you have to control that state of mind in order to succeed in anything you want to do in your life. Right, right. No, that is totally fantastic, and I can I can only imagine how much like the mental state that you need to be in to be able to control your emotions like that. Because, like I said, I'm writing a book, Let's Talk More Do, and it's it's pretty much aimed at people that like you like you you have to be motivated. Something you need to already have it inside of you to want to chase after something, to want to fight, to want to complete something, complete a goal. That's why I'm so big on people can't be dreamers; they need to have goals because when you have a goal there's a way you can get to that goal there's plans you can do in order to set that and that really gives you a foundation to chase after whatever your goal is compared to having a dream it's like i dream that i'll be big as alex one day and then if i eat mcdonald's every day i don't think i'm ever going to get as big as you now if i got a goal and mm -hmm. i go in the gym and i work out with you and i train my body and i eat right that at least will help me start to get closer and see results and see where i need to go to to make that goal come true and, you know, motivation is, is building habits. Let's be honest. Like, everything has a reaction behind its action. So I always ask people, why do you want to be motivated? And they say, well, because it'll get me through, um, you know, this state of mind right now so I can go work out at the gym. I'm like, great. This is, you know, one small step into the large scheme of things. Like you mentioned, you have to have goals. Then I ask them, what are you going to do the next time you're motivated? Are you going to work out? Are you going to, what are you going to do? And they're like, well, I'm going to use that mindset towards something that I need to achieve. Okay. And then I ask them, what if you're not motivated tomorrow? What if you're not motivated Wednesday? Are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to you know, take action or do whatever you know, thing you want to change your life? And they're like, well, if I'm not motivated, I'm probably not going to take action. Right. And I said, that's the problem. You know, if you're going to wait for this to happen, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, you're going to get motivated maybe when you watch Rocky on TV, but that's it. <laughs> um, so 
the way I see it is you have to use motivation in order to build the, the tools for discipline. Because discipline is the key. If you have discipline, you're golden, you know. And they say that a habit takes 21 days to build. I think that's pure pure BS. It takes way longer than oh, 21 yeah, days definitely, to build definitely. a habit. Just like in the sports world, you, you know, know, they say it's 10, what is it, 10,000 hours to become an expert or something? Or Yeah. Um, it doesn't work that way. It's discipline, you know. I, was, I have a 15-year-old uh, football, uh, football kid from high school, and I, I sent him this video of, you know, Virginia Tech – um, like 4 a.m. in the morning, or sorry, not Virginia, Notre Dame, but the football team in Notre Dame, uh-huh. and they were doing sprints at 4 a.m. Uh, back and forth, and then they did it again at night. And I called them. Do you think they're motivated to get out of bed at 3:30 to be there at 4 in order to run sprints and then do it again? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, that's that's the thing though. I told him, look, if you want to be a pro, if you want to be the best of the best. You don't depend on discipline. Sorry, you don't depend on the motivation. You start building the required discipline to do it. And I learned that with one of my um, Marine clients. He's like, dude, if you don't build discipline to do the things you have to do, you're never going to do it because you're going to depend on something to make you want to do it. And that's not going to happen. Right. So he made a good point. You know, I never forgot that. If you build the discipline, meaning whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it, you're still going to do it. Right. You know, that's the and that's, that's the discipline when you wake up at 5 a.m., the alarm goes off and you're out of bed and you're ready to go. You know, that's the discipline that, you know, you work a 14, 16-hour shift. I, I know you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to, you know, work maybe on your second business to grow that. You want to rest. But the discipline kicks in and then whether you want to do it or not, you're doing it. And that's the biggest uh, game changer right there is to build a discipline to do the things that you have to do or whatever time you have to do them. That is perfect, man. That I mean, discipline. That is, that is the key word. That's a key word for this whole podcast and all you guys listening to Alex. That is, I mean, that's really what it takes to make to do anything that's great. Like you have to have self discipline to accomplish any goal that you're going to set after. No, you have to have that discipline because again, the the question that most people don't ask themselves when they're looking for the extra money, the extra, you know, change the body, whatever goals they might have. It's not how fast am I going to achieve this? How much will I make? How much am I going to change? I always get people asking me, how fast do you think I'll change? You know, how, how, how long is it going to take me to lose 30 pounds? And my answer is always the following. How fast are you willing to change the person you are now to become the person you have to be in order to lose the 30 pounds as fast as possible? Because I've had clients lose 50 pounds in three months, whereas I've had, I've had clients lose half a pound in three months. Right. Now, you know, the people who don't succeed, it's much easier to point the finger at me and say, well, his training wasn't good. His approach wasn't good. I knew I should have done the, you know, XYZ magic pill that I saw online, blah, 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 right? Then the clients who do lose weight, I never take credit for their success. I always tell them, you're the one who made the magic happen. You changed the person that you are in order to be the person that you have to be in order to lose this weight. And all credit goes to you. Right. So again, the question to ask yourself with the discipline is what would the person who I need to be, or, you know, yeah, the person I need to be, what are they doing on a daily basis in order to achieve the things that I want? So if you want to make extra money, 
what is the person doing? They're, they're working longer. They're working smarter. They're more productive with their time. They're not checking the social media every 30 minutes. You know, they're focused on what they want to do. Oh, I want to lose 30 pounds. What is the person who is skinny, has a six pack and has muscles doing while I'm not doing? Well, they're going to the gym. They're eating healthy. That's what I mean. You know, you have to, you have to research the things that you aren't doing and the person you have to be in order to get those things accomplished. But we always tend to think about the superficial first and not about actually the hard work that it takes to become the person, right? And no one is born and mentally they're like, oh, this is going to be the next Olympian. This is going to be the next, you know, my, uh, Phelps or, you know, whatever. These people are bred from childhood to think a different way. Now, right. if you're 30 or 40, 40, 30 or 40 year old, or even 20 year old listening to this, that's, that's not by any means I'm trying to disappoint you. I'm just letting you know that to become that extraordinary person, human being that you have always seek to be, you're just going to have to take different actions on a daily basis. And if you're not willing to take those different actions, don't ask for something that you can't handle. You know, that's the other thing. Oh, I want to make another $40,000 a month. Okay. Well, are you willing to work extra hours in order to make that money? No. Again, let's go back to the kind of society we are. We want to sell some online program that's going to take a minimal amount of effort um, with one post a week on Instagram or Facebook and miraculously think you're going to make the extra $4,000 a month. It doesn't work that way. It does. But we're constantly nice. promoted this, this easy, fast, you know, and then you'll see that a lot on, especially in my field now, you'll see a lot of online train or a lot of online businesses selling online trainers that they can make a hundred thousand dollars in, in, in a year. And I always, I love, I love, hearing seeing people's comments on Facebook because uh, the first question they're always asking is, oh, how do I sign up? Uh, or they ask, hey, has anyone done this? The question they should be asking is, how many more extra hours a day do I have to invest in myself in order to make the $100,000 a year? Right, right. right. Um, it, it, it's always the wrong questions they're asking. They're looking at the, how am I going to make this fast and, and the least painful way? When, let's be honest, if you're going to make $100,000 extra a year, if you're going to have to put the effort to make the extra $100,000 a year and not compare yourself to the guy who maybe has had an online business for 10 years and has automated the system of how to make $100,000 a year, right? Yeah, because that's totally, totally different. And I like the point you said about, like, the pers- like you have to be that person because, as you know, I just had my daughter, and my daughter, I mean, I think she's – Oh, man, congrats. Thank you so much. I think she's 11 days old, Alex, and I, I talk to her every day. I tell her, like, hey – you're going to be great, and these are the things you have to do, and I'm moving her legs because I wanted to be able to run, and I'm showing her basketball clips, and I'm letting her listen to music just in case she likes singing. I'm reading her books, and it's just like I, I want her to expect to be great, so I'm starting it from, you know, we started it from, you know, she's 11 days old. She hasn't even been on the earth for two weeks, so it's just like with her, you know, her expect, my expectations of her as my daughter is going to be so so high but then again, in the same instance, she's her own person, right? So she's going to make her own choices. Yep. She's going to go her own way. But like you said, I don't want her to search for motivation. I want her to think, well, my dad always expected me to be great. And if I fail, I fail. But I want to be great, too, also for myself. You know, it's just kind of a mindset. Yeah, I mean, we can try and impose all our beliefs and all our ethics and morals and ideas to someone else. But at the end of the day, that person needs, needs to be the person that they are, you know, like, uh, I was just watching the Netflix documentary, a great one called Losers. Oh, yeah, and it too, talks yeah. about, 
um, you know, the exact opposite. It doesn't highlight how successful people were because of the original intent they had. It was, you know, how they became successful in in a way that they wasn't expecting. And the first episode was about a boxer. I totally forgot the name of the boxer. One of the best boxers, you know, out there. But his dad wanted him to become a boxer. Um, his whole life, the dad was abusing. You know, he beat his child every time. He wanted to quit boxing. And the funny thing is, you know, he became a phenomenal boxer because his dad wanted to. And, uh, you know, he failed in a match, lost everything. And now he's doing what makes him really happy, which is actually teaching people uh, how to be in shape and, you know, use boxing as a tool to improve their quality of life, not become a professional boxer. Wow, so, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's a great story from Netflix. But, you know, we can all, and again, it goes back to comparing, you know, I mean, we want everyone else to be compared to someone else because, you know, they were the greatest at what they did. But, if we don't allow, you know, our, our children or anyone else to become the person that they have to be, then, you know, you're forcing something on someone else that, you know, it's not meant to be. It's like uh, trying to sh- trying to shove a, a circle into a triangular shape, you know, one of those toys that kids have. I mean, I'm sure that if you smash it hard enough, it'll fit in there, but that's not where the right place of that, that, that shape is supposed to go, you know? Right, and, right. Uh, that's that's what society does. That's what social media does for a lot of people, especially for youth. And that's you know, I talk a little a lot about this in my book. Is I mean, you know, you see these nineteen, twenty year old kids with like these thirty, forty year old bodies. You know, these developed bodies, and you know, they start thinking, well, if I want to be successful, if I want to be cool, um, at nineteen, twenty, I must have one of these bodies. I must look this way, otherwise, I won't be accepted, and I won't get the girls or the boys, et cetera, et cetera. So. You know, we're constantly putting ideas of our own into other people and expecting that to become the reality. And it's just not how it works. Totally, totally, totally true. Well, Alex, man, I appreciate you coming on here and I appreciate you stopping by the podcast and giving us, giving us, giving the listeners something to, something to, some knowledge, man. And the book is amazing. Think about <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's just a lot. And the book is amazing. Fitting in the Thank mask you. of health. I love it. I'll have a link to the book. But if uh, before we go, if you could let the people know where they can find you and how they can contact you, uh, that'd be awesome because I'm um, pretty sure the listeners will want to want to reach out. I'm, I'm mainly on Instagram these days at Alex Canero underscore. And then if anyone's interested in the book, they can just get it on Amazon. Perfect, perfect. You guys heard it first. I will I will link some details for the book on Amazon. Alex, thank you so much for your time. And I know you're in the gym right now, guys. Alex is literally in the gym working and took the time out to stop by the <laughs> podcast. So I appreciate that, man. I'll let you get back to doing what you do best, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. You take care, Alex. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I am Lamar Griffin. This is the podcast. Let's talk more do. Peace.